Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One of my favorite things about eating better was that there's always people there to tell you how you could be eating even better. <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. First up, just so that everyone knows, this week is a sponsored episode. Yay. Yay. Keeps us up and running. It does. And it was totally in line with kind of where things were headed anyway. Yes, actually sort of folds directly into the sequence of first I have moved in and and learning the ins and outs of a blended family. And your situation has changed with Lexton being at home quite a bit more often than normal. Basically all the time. With homeschooling. Um, we've done a lot of texting over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we have. It has definitely, it has definitely spiked. It is. Oh man. Yeah. I was j- and, just thinking today that it's like, you know, we've talked about when kids are little and then they get older, there's like fewer problems, but they're more intense. Uh huh. That's kind of, it's kind of what I feel like has happened. And I'm not complaining. Just yeah. That's. What has happened and it caught me off guard. So all of those 22 straight days of moving also involved rearranging things here in order to fit stuff here. And I spent, there's a, there's a very large, well, a relatively large pantry in this house. I'm, I'm in my old place, the small place there, there was no pantry. There was no place to put food. We literally had food just sitting on the countertop and then open shelves and like, like in, in in the pot drawer would be like cheese crackers and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Making do with the space. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, there was this pantry that he has that I cleaned out and just organized so that I could know where the cooking materials are, where the, you know, the cereal or the chips. And, and it reminded me that uh, his children and my children are sort of on the same wavelength and I think Lexton is too, <laughs> when it comes to eating. <laughs> yes. There wasn't a lot in that pantry that I had to clean out other than just like, I mean, I did throw away like a four-year-old bag of very, very, very hard brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has that in their pantry, honestly. I've, like every couple of years, I feel like I throw that away. It goes, it goes hard. And I was like, I better not drop this on my foot or I will lose my foot. Right. We are um, talking today about a new product from Kraft Mac and Cheese. They are coming out um, with a line of meals called Kraft Mac and Cheese Frozen Meals, um, Frozen Mac and Cheese, which is very different than what you find in the non-frozen aisle. Not very different, but it it does come with a um, it comes with a protein and a fruit, fruit or veggie, uh, a fruit or veggie, and they're frozen. 
And when they came to us with this idea of talking about this, I was like, oh, where is this? <laughs> I know. I think we both had that same reaction. Like, how do I this get my hands? perfectly fits into life right now. Um, I've wrote, I've written many times about Lita. Lita has a penchant or a, she likes a certain frozen burrito. And right. it, it takes like 30 seconds to warm up. And they're really good. They're locally made. But she's, you know, both of my kids are very familiar with the microwave. Um, not so, I mean, I'm not the parent that has not, I mean, okay. You're such a terrible mom. Just, if you just admit it now, we don't have to have the big discussion about it. You let them, you I'm let them take microwave my coat because so I get awful. so hot when I talk about this. Um, <laughs> like I'm not the mom that ever got on the floor with her kids and like played blocks. And um, we have cooked together a few times. Um, mostly cooking has, especially as a single parent, cooking was really hard to do with the afternoon routine. And so, oh, yeah. um, with w w being full-time single parenting, mealtime came, like I ate something different than the kids and I wanted it to be easy and I didn't want there to be any, uh, frustration while eating. And I think that you sort of came to the same conclusion, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if Lexton is, is quite as particular as your girls in terms of what he will and won't eat, but he does like things very separate and he definitely likes things more plain than I do. So mm -hmm. my big challenge was, and I'm, I know I've said this a bunch, I'm not an amazing cook, but my big challenge was if I had enough time to cook, it was one meal. I had enough time to make one meal. Mm -hmm. So if I could pick a meal for me or a meal for him, I would make him a meal and then I would just throw a bunch of crap together for myself because I didn't right. really have that option. Right. And now even less so. I mean, I guess we're both technically home more, Lexton and I, but that doesn't really allow for more time at the moment. <laughs> No, and you know, uh, having a, even having an, an extra set of hands around, I mean, I was gone for two and a half hours last night taking my kids to piano across town. And by the time we got home, you know, there's about 45 minutes before Marlo needs to get to bed and she needs to get to bed. I'm realizing I thought maybe I could let her stay awake a little bit later this year. No, that has backfired. Oh, wow. Massively. Um, the kid needs her sleep. And so last night, uh, Lita wanted ramen, Marlo wanted noodles. So I'm boiling two separate pots of water and timing, timing the ramen with the noodles and trying to time it all at the same time so that we can sit down and eat dinner together. Because that is the one thing that I've tried to maintain with my children is eating together. Um, we may be eating something different, but at least we're all eating at the table together so that we can talk about, we can come together without our devices and we can share what's gone on during the day and laugh and, you know, have that time together. It's very important to me. I think I'm, and I know there's other opinions here. I think that's more important than what you're eating. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's that time where you're all, in the same place and at least focusing on the same activity and in the same conversation is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I would rather, 
I mean, because because Lexton likes things a little more bland, I would rather eat a bland meal with him and have a conversation than, you know, prepare his meal and have him eat while I prepare mine and then eat alone. It doesn't make any sense. So anything to try and make that possible, mm-hmm. I'm all about. Timing, timing different dishes is... I don't have I don't have the brain for that. Well, at the end of a long, long day, exactly. It's like I don't know if I have the brain power to like compute when the the, the seven minute noodles are going to time with the four minute noodles and yeah, and the butter and the parmesan and all that sort of thing. But and then that's just like the one thing too. Like yeah. that's just the buttered noodles. So then it's like you time the you time the noodles and then maybe you're. Even if all you're doing is like opening a bag of salad, you have to make sure that, you know, you have time to finish the noodles, m- assemble the salad or microwave some peas or whatever. And you inevitably forget one thing. And usually it's the thing that's irreparable, like the noodles that overcook. Yeah. The other night we, we fixed, my kids will actually eat steak and we fixed some steak and I made some I thought I was going to make some sweet potatoes in the oven. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't pan out for you? They didn't cook. It took them like two and a half hours to cook. They didn't, I, they, we finished the meal and then like an hour and a half later they were done. Like, I'm, I'm still wow. getting used to different ovens and things. <laughs> and they cooked eventually, so, you know. Well, what I like about about the the idea of, the, of these Kraft mac and cheese frozen meals is that so Lita, it, Lita can fix herself a frozen burrito and Lita can warm up her own um, like leftover pizza, her own leftover whatever. Marlo still needs a little bit of supervision when it comes to that, like making sure she sticks it in the middle. There's just these little details about sticking it in the middle and covering it up and puncturing whatever. And like Lita has all of that down, whereas Marlo... I think with these meals is going to make it a lot, a lot easier for me to say to her in a pinch, grab one out of the freezer, fix that so that we can all sit down together while I'm off, you know, putting out a different fire. Right. Yeah. Right. And especially, I mean, even for her, even if she needs a little extra attention on where to put it or what to do, you can still be doing something else rather than doing that. Yeah. Like you're just supervising at that point. So it's not a hundred percent hands on. Right. And, and it's not just, it's not just mac and cheese. So it's not like she's in charge of that. And then you're doing these other pieces of the meal. It's everything. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry about assembling or timing or anything, which is like you said, in a pinch, it's so awesome. (laughs) There are, there's just, there's so many nights that I, I mean, for any number of reasons, either timing doesn't work out or I'm just exhausted or whatever. And I'm always looking for something that I can feel good about him eating that I know will also be filling. Yes. Because otherwise I just tell him to get an apple. That is my, (laughs) like I can't even tell you how many times I say that during the day. Like, Oh, you're hungry. Go get an apple. I've had three already. That's okay. Have a fourth. Yeah, she got, she got home from school yesterday and, oh, Lita missed the bus again. This is the third time in a row. I texted <laughs> you that. It's um, not funny, but 
But it is. I'm laughing about it now. Um, and we think, and it's not Lita's fault. It's not. Uh, Lita, it, it is, something is going on specifically with this particular bus. And it could be the particular bus driver. Um, we have sent an email to the district. We've talked to the person at the school in charge. But the bus parks at a different place every afternoon and leaves before Lita can find it. When and, you say a different place, like the same place, just different from in the morning, or has changed? So he's to supposed day? to pick the he, the bus is supposed to pick the kids up at the same place, like in the same space every afternoon. But he has never been in the same space ever. It's the for, uh, for the okay. last uh, seven days of school, and so by the time she and Marlo get home, like both of them are just wrecked just wrecked like they are inconsolable messes and both of them are just like this is never going to get better and we're never going to get into the routine and I'm, I'm very very calmly trying to hold it together and I go over to Marlo's lunch and she has eaten literally like two crackers out of the entire lunch that I fixed her and I'm like this is the reason that you're so wrecked hun is that you you didn't eat anything filling during the day and so when we got to dinner, I was like, I got to get something inside that kid. Like, I need to make sure that she is full when she goes to sleep, at least at least at dinner time. Right. I mean, if dinner and breakfast are all you can really supervise, you got to fill them, you know? Yeah. And what's great about these meals is that like, so there's no artificial flavors. It's real cheese. Um, you can pronounce all the ingredients. So you were ticking boxes there. And again, it's sort of giving her like the autonomy of, okay, let's, I am busy over here doing this. You can cook your own dinner and we will sit down together. For me this year, it's all about giving my kids autonomy. And I realize just how much I haven't been giving them that. Oh yeah. You don't, I think, I mean, I think parents in general fall into this, but I think as a single parent, you become so used to doing everything yourself and therefore doing everything that you don't really realize how many things you don't need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like they need to be done. Someone has to do them, but your kids can do them. Take for instance, waking up in the morning. This is a new thing for Lita. She has to get herself up in the morning. Oh, you've been waking her up like not an alarm. I've always gotten her up in the morning. Ah, always. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, it was. And okay. I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a I think I'm stricter than most parents when it comes to, um, like, being polite and getting things done and the times that we do things and going to bed and putting things away and folding laundry and et cetera et cetera et cetera. Like, getting her up in the morning was a part of sort of a almost a selfish endeavor on my part because I loved that quiet moment before everything has been spoiled. (laughs) Right. And then I realized this year as she's had to, she's getting, she's getting up like an hour before the rest of us in order to make her bus. And there are three days. I set an alarm to make sure that she's up and three days she has slept through her alarm. And I, and so it's like this, responsibility that she has now that I realize, oh, I like all this time I've been handling this for her. Like that just one little thing. You're like, oh, this is something that she has to learn how to do herself. 
So you do you wake her up when she sleeps through it, or what happens? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She feels and she terrible. Freaks about out, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yesterday when she missed the bus, she was just like super worried that I was going to be mad at her. And I I wasn't mad at her. I was just really frustrated about the situation. And she's like, I feel so stupid. I feel so stupid. I'm like, you shouldn't feel stupid about this. This is not your fault. You're doing everything that you're, you're doing everything right. These things just happen and we will figure it out. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even with like the alarm, adults Mm -hmm. do it all the time. I mean, maybe don't, (laughs) maybe don't tell her that, but that's kind of the reality of it. I mean, it just, it happens, especially with, with Lita and Lexton, they're at the age where they are now learning that things, things happen. Like, you would, this, this you will know. probably give you hives, but there was a, there was this thing going around on Twitter. Someone had posted a screenshot of their alarm clock screen on their phone. Okay. And there was an alarm set for six, one set for 6.03, one set for 6.10, oh, one set for 6.17, one set for 6.22. <laughs> and it kept going. And the tweet was something like, if your alarm screen doesn't look like this, I can't be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand yep. you as a person. I can't. Oh, it's so disruptive to your sleep. I don't um, know. I don't know how people do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to, I'm trying to remember when I stopped. I used to wake Lexton up. I want to say it was like seventh grade when I finally just said, why don't you start setting an alarm and we'll see how it goes. And I don't think he's ever slept through one, but I always know, and it's very quiet when it goes off, but I always know when it goes off because he lets out this massive, like irritated groan. Like at the second it goes off, I just hear him. He's like, Ugh. and clomp, 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 and turns it off and clomps back into bed. But I know he's up. Like he he's never fallen back asleep, so it's never been a hurdle. But I have wondered if he does sleep through, do I just let him? Do I let him miss it? I don't know. This year, I, I suppose it wouldn't be as big a deal with the homeschool. But you know, then she'd miss her bus or whatever. Yeah, I think eventually, yeah. I'll have she'll have to learn that lesson. Um, if she she'll learn it in college for sure. Like oh, yeah. that'll inevitably happen. Which is another thing here. Um, the person that I'm with, he ha- one of his children is in college. Um, he's living here for this term, and that and that's the other thing is so he has his kids one week on, one week off. So there's one week there's four kids in the house, and then the next week it's just the t- my two girls. So meal planning is interesting. That's, yeah. You know, I thought that grocery store shopping was going to be like, it was just going to like multiply by like 10 and it hasn't because they eat so similarly. Um, and, and he and I. And it's only been doubled. Like like the number of mouths to feed has only increased really every other week. Yeah. And they, and his kids eat like mine do, you know. Right. Um, we're we're not cooking very elaborate, um, intensive meals. He and I are trying to sort of expand the meals so that they will eat some of the stuff that we're cooking. I mean, it's a challenge to sort of fit in all of those those pegs into the the ward together. Right. Yeah. Well, especially when the sweet potatoes take two and a half hours. <laughs> that is all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. But I think there is something, I mean, there's that autonomy of 
that they prepared the meal, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, they did it. But with these crap mac and cheese frozen meals, it's like they they made all of it themselves, a hundred percent. And I think to a degree, maybe not, maybe not at Marlowe's age, but for Lita and Lexton, it's also I did it myself and I helped. Like, yeah, I not 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 that they're a burden, but I alleviated some of the burden of cooking by preparing this. And I liked it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and I ate it all and I'm full. I mean, it's the, yeah. it's kind of the best of all worlds. And then you're all at the table together. Yeah. And I think like, especially for college kids, it's like, what? This is perfect. This oh, is yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect meal. Yeah. And it's it's already, I mean, like you you already buy frozen burritos. Mm-hmm. So it's in the freezer section, but it's, I feel like typically when you look, it's either, it's either frozen meals that Lexton won't eat or it's not meals. It's like pieces of meals, right? Like frozen veggies or frozen appetizers or something. So to have this as an option, that's like an all in one. It's pretty excellent. It is. That's why we, that's why we jumped at this. And I asked them, I asked the team, I was like, when are these available? Like, they're in the frozen section of of grocery stores. And it's like, let me get it now. Right. Move around all of the ice cream sandwiches. And burritos. And burritos in the freezer. He got into the hearts of my children by bringing over ice cream sandwiches every time that he came over to my house. Aw. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Are you serious? Did he really bring them? <laughs> yes. he. The, it was a specific brand of them. And Marlo would be like, when's he coming over again? <laughs> I d- how did it, like, did he bring them once and then it was just a hit? And Yeah, because I, it? like, my kids, generally what I would do is I would let them have, like, a, a scoop or two of ice cream after dinner. D- dessert at my house is not necessarily, like, this once, once a week thing. It's like, you can have dessert. Because, again, for me, it's about... It's about quality time and having a quality experience and my kids need calories. That's how it's been at my house. Yep. I really hadn't ever bought um, ice cream sandwiches and he he brought over these specific kinds one night and my kids lost their minds as if they hadn't been eating ice cream every night for the last four years. (laughs) (laughs) And but did he bring them for any reason or he just this is the kind he picked up and they... It's the kind he picked up and I think that he thought, you know, this is this is going to go over... I think he, like, read my kids and he was like, this is going to go over really well with them, I think. And so every time he came over, he would bring a box and, yeah. That is so great. I'm coming into this knowing that, you know, they have their own rhythm and pace and um, they've been doing this as a group of three every other week, you know, for a long time. And... I don't want to come in and say, well, your kids need to eat this and your kids need to eat this. You know, I would never want anyone to come in and say that to mine. Well, and similarly, I'm sure that's him. Like, this is the food that's in the pantry and they're going to eat it. He's not going to do that. It is crazy that they're on the same kind of the same wavelength with what they'll eat, though. And there's a lot of theories about why. Why children, especially children, modern children, their palates are so limited there's also some historical evidence, we've talked about this, that uh, kids don't like food with a lot of texture or taste because those 
foods were poisonous when we were um, hunters and gatherers. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Like, when we go out to dinner, uh, we all like to go to the same places. Like, you know, I'm not going to take my kids to a sushi restaurant. We wouldn't take his either. Right. Um, They want to go to a specific pizza place or they want to go to get to a noodle place or and they're everybody can find something on the menu whenever we go out it's been like really good that way that's nice yeah i'm lucky the important thing here for me is that you're all going out mm-hmm. like you're all going to the same place to eat dinner quality family time yeah if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormal Normalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is kind of fringe related, but I tweeted, I don't know, several months ago, something to the effect of that one of my favorite things about, you know, eating better was that there's always people there to tell you how you could be eating even better. Like you can't, it's not quite right enough, but I think it comes down to, and I know we've talked about this, just the, you know, picking your battles or not even that, but just what you prioritize. Mm -hmm. And it is that time. It comes down to that time. Like you're able to sit here and talk about, maybe you didn't go to a sushi restaurant, but you found a restaurant where all of you could go and all of you could order and all of you could be happy Yeah, together. That to me is more important than anything else. And it's the same thing at home. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily fit my brand for me to say (laughs) quality time to me at the dinner table is like one of my top priorities. It really is. And quick story about that. I bought um, a table back in 2010 for one of the houses that we moved into. I invested in a table. Okay. (laughs) So, so it was a table. This was was a serious table. A beautiful, 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 beautiful table with this gorgeous grain going all the way through it, through the leaf, all the way through the legs. When I downsized, I kept it because I was like, this is a piece of furniture that I want to give to my kids, you know, when they get older. 
in this last house, it was so small that there wasn't even room for a kitchen table. Like my kids and I literally sat at the kitchen countertop to eat. There was no table in my house to eat. So you kept the table in the garage? Kept the table in the garage. And <laughs> my my parents and family didn't tell me on purpose that when they moved it, they kind of broke it. Oh no. Or or they thought they had broken it because okay. they couldn't they couldn't push the two ends back together after they took the leaf out. Okay. So when Cowboy and I were talking about moving in together, I was like, I, you know, there's a room in this house where this table would just, it, it's perfect for this room. It's perfect. It seats all six of us. Like it's just, it would be perfect. We got the table into the house and through some magic of my friend Piper and we all just sort of pushed it together and sat it upright and there it was. And like we had the dis- I had this discussion with him like one of the things to me that I have missed so much about having a partner is the sitting down at the table and going over a, a day not just with my kids but with you know adult conversation as well. Right. I we I have that again and it's it's nice. Oh, I'm sure. Nice. Well, there's that other anchor point. Yeah. I, I think when it's when it's one adult, and I mean, this applies even to, to homes with two parents where maybe one is gone or traveling, but when there's one adult, you are the kind of the catalyst and the anchor for all the conversation. I think even if you have kids who are really talkative, you're either the, the focus of what they're saying, like they're talking to you, or you're keeping the conversation going. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. It's great. I mean, it's great to have that dialogue and to to be in that moment with your kids, but it is exhausting to be that one anchor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. but it's what's really interesting though, I think in your situation because you said his kids are are one week on and one week off. So when it when when his kids are not there, then it's, you know, two kids for two adults, but when his kids are there, you're like equally outnumbered, right? Because yeah. it's four, four to two instead of two to one. And they're talking to each other and they're downloading each other's days and it's, it's good. That's pretty awesome. He and Lita have this really funny thing that they do with each other because Lita is known for her outgoingness when talking to people. Like she wants, them to, she's like, hey, how are you doing? When she, when she sees someone, she, an, an adult that she knows, she's always hello, how are you? How how are things going with you? Like, that's Kind Lita. of proper? Okay. But she's genu- it's a genuine question. She okay. really wants to know. And she would always ask him when he would come over, how was your day? Like, how was your day? And, <laughs> and she would say it just like that, very meaningful, very earnestly. And he eventually would show up and he'd say, Lita, how was your day? <laughs> <laughs> So when we sit down at, at, at dinner table, I wait for both of them. Just, they go back and forth with it. How was your day? How was your day? No, how was your day? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I think that we have reached this point. We went to an event over the weekend where there were a lot of families with younger children. Okay. Like younger than Marlo or Marlo's yes. age? Like, oh, okay. Like toddlers and infants. Oh, and very babies. young. Gotcha. Yes. I think... You know, we have reached that stage 
Like somebody came over actually and said, are you going to need some car seats for your car? And I laughed and I was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I am gleefully, gleefully past that age. <laughs> Don't ever send me back there. And I think we reached that stage where, you know, dinner time is fun. Yeah. Where it's not picking up food off the floor. It's yeah. not wiping faces. It's yeah. It's a genuinely fun time. Like, and we've said this before, like, kids don't necessarily get easier. They just get different. I will say this, mealtime gets so much better, you know, even if they're picky eaters. Right. Well, it's the eating together. You have that Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. Whereas when they're little, like, I mean, it's the picking up, it's the reminding them to eat. It's don't play with that. Don't, it's, it's more supervision than, than interaction. Yeah. I think uh, I have. Two of my closest friends have four kids from one to nine. Whoa. I think. Oh, yeah. And we'll sometimes, and and I've known them since before they're oldest. So Lexton has known them his whole life. And we'll we'll either go to their house or meet them at a park. But whenever we meet them somewhere and leave, I mean, Lexton and I just walk up to the car and get in and buckle and leave. And it's gotten to the point where sometimes I'll just kind of stand there by the car because they've got car seats and booster seats and they're arguing over this and they have to move this coat and try to fit this in. And it, I mean, I could be home and with my feet up before they've even left. Right. And it's, it's an amazing reminder of how far things have come in that regard. Well, it's just like, I mean, I'm on the cusp here and these meals that we're talking about are, are almost, it could possibly even teach Marlo this autonomy. I'm on the cusp here of like having one or two nights a week where I don't have to like do all of the work for her for her dinner. And we were eating at this event. There was, we were eating, there were a couple of breakfasts that were everybody who attended was eating together. And then there were two dinners where everybody was eating together. And you just watch these parents pass the the baby back and forth or pass the toddler back and forth. And one had to get up and go stroll and one had to sit down. And it was like this tag team of like sitting down to eat. And I just remember like, oh, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yep. The tag oh. team where, I mean, you, no matter how you prepare meals, it's like someone is eating separate just because... You don't have a free hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone is like trying to trying to hold the baby while also trying to kind of balance a plate and a fork with one hand somehow. Yes. But that's it's nice that you have that you've kind of already established this mealtime routine. And now there's a way to make it even even easier. I mean, for me, it's a little it's a little different because the mealtime routine hasn't changed. But. Oh, but the time we spend together has changed. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> significantly has, oh man it's rough i mean i i like i said last week i know that there's there's going to be a transition period as we figure this out and i think i was just starting to realize this yesterday that i think part of the problem might be that we're that i'm expecting too much of him and he's expecting too much of me and mm. we need to find a way to kind of meet in the middle because there's plenty of things that he can pick up and do independently that maybe he's still turning to me for. And I, I accept part of the blame for that, but then there's other things where I think I take my adult brain. I'm like, yeah, he can do all of this. And he, he can't like, it's just not there yet. Naturally, because we're both expecting the other one to do everything. 
it's a little tense sometimes. Right. And just a, a couple nights a week, it would be great to not have dinner be the thing that is tense. And sometimes it's like, it's not even that dinner is tense. It's just that everything else has been. And dinner and you're spending is, more time together. Right. Then you're spending more time together. And if I hadn't had any time to even think about it until, you know, he's already hungry or I'm hungry or whatever, then it's like, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Then I'm just like mad about dinner. Right. Angry that we have to eat food. And I don't want (laughs) to, that's not, that's not how I want to do. I mean, I want to spend the time together, not thinking about work not thinking about school, just being able to have that download. But even that in that sense has changed because we're both home with the exception of his two courses at the school. So there's not a lot to download that we don't know Mm -hmm. that that's a little challenging. I don't know. I think, no, I know like spending that amount of time with anyone and then expecting all of it to be non-confrontational. Well, I mean, with a child, let's just put it that way. When, when you spend that much time with your children without a break, it's, it is hard. It is challenging. It can be. Oh yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. No, it, it is definitely challenging. I need to try and, and it's going to take some time, but I need to try and structure my days and structure his days so that I can go get coffee and work for even an hour while he does schoolwork or something. And that way, at least there's that separation. Yeah. So we have independent experiences because I cannot possibly have them all together. It makes me, it honestly, like watching that play out makes me so happy that he's taking some classes at the public school Mm -hmm. because there is that forced separation. There's other kids and it's just, yeah, totally different world. Do you guys eat dinner at the same time every night? At the same time, more or less, like I'd say give or take a half an hour. And, but that's shifted too, because he's, well, it's interesting because I thought, well, it wouldn't have to because he doesn't have to wake up quite as early, but in order to get to his classes on time, he's having to be sitting down for lunch at, I don't know, 1130. Mm -hmm. So then you figure in everything he's done before that and classes at school and everything else. He's hungry by five or five 30. And I think over the summer, dinner was probably later than that, like 6.30, 7, just based on where it fell. But it was consistently 6.30 or 7. So now it's like consistently 5.15, 5.30. Right. Which is, it's fine. I mean, I don't, I can adjust the time that I eat. But it also means when it's on this earlier side that it butts up closer to the end of the workday. So yeah. I feel like there's suddenly less time to prepare Exactly. Meal. If I stop working at five and we eat at seven, I've got a couple hours. But if I stop at five and he's been hungry for a half an hour, I don't really, I don't really have time. And that's, that's why these are so great because it just doesn't take, I especially don't have time to prepare two meals, which I know, I know that there's plenty of people out there who make the argument that they should just eat what you put in front of them. And we have, we have discussed this. We have discussed this. Yes. And you you sent me, I don't know if you have it handy, but you sent me that fantastic tweet 
of the person who swore they would never make separate yeah. meals for their kids. Oh, I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, before before they had kids, they swore they would never, never give um, give in to their children about food or, or make a separate meal for their food. And now that they have children, it's let me get this straight again. Right, <laughs> I, I have to pull it up because you. I know you texted it to me, and it was just, yeah. So before having kids, I am never making separate meals for my children. Four years later, let me repeat your order. Tricolor pasta al dente with butter and cheese on a bed of string cheese on a fairy plate. Cup of water with star-shaped ice cubes. Yogurt two ways. Cheez-Its. Yep. It's everything about that is perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything, especially the, the yogurt two ways. <laughs> like the requests that are so ridiculous. But and, I, I'm willing to bet they eat together. Yeah. Well, she went through, I think the person who wrote it went on to say, you know, this is a battle that I, I have learned not to, to fight because, you know, I've I've dug in my heels and I have screamed until I have, you know, she couldn't talk anymore. And she's like, why, why, why I live life like that? Yeah. And that's what we have learned. Some people are blessed with children who will eat anything. That's amazing. You know, I'm blessed with a child who is self-directed and made straight A's her entire eighth grade year. Like, how lucky am I? Exactly. But don't ask her to look in the direction of broccoli. Don't. (laughs) Don't even. (laughs) Or a piece of of fruit. She will not even look at a piece of fruit. Not even nothing. Not a single piece of fruit. In any Um, way, shape, or form? Nope. Wow. I think she might. No. Mm Mm-mm. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, what I was going to say, though, is uh, it's especially difficult. It's been especially difficult for us to establish a specific time to eat at night because our schedules with four kids are so different. And but they're they're similar ages, right? Ish. Similar similar ages ish. Okay. His daughter is between Marlo and Lita, and again, his son is in college and is has is taking some late classes, so can't join us. Um, but like we didn't get home from piano last night until seven o'clock and then I had to quickly feed them and make sure they got in bed. But then like the, the other nights, you know, do we eat at five thirty? Do we eat at six? It's, it's sort of, uh, it's completely random. So meal planning has been not a priority so far in establishing this routine together. Right. Well, a priority, but just not something you can realistically tackle quite yet. Yeah. And that, well, and that's, I think it's like that other piece where you want to, you want to have a routine time-wise, you want to eat together and you want to make sure that everyone is eating a meal that is good. And to get those three things together (laughs) is so hard because I mean, if everyone had a personal chef sure but when you figure in the piece of preparing all of that to make it all happen at the same time with everyone so everyone's eating a good meal it's oh and there's so many more people in your house it's like it's anxiety inducing for me it's hard enough with two well you know what's interesting is i keep thinking that i'm gonna get to a certain point and my work is gonna calm down I mean, people think that, well, writing a book isn't that busy, except that, you ha- again, we've established that writing takes quite a bit of uninterrupted time in order to do it oh, in yeah. quality work. Um, and getting that time means that you're scrambling the rest of the time that you're not writing. 
it's there has been a lot of in in the in the process of moving there's been a lot of administrative work that I've had to accomplish. I was thinking just yesterday in the middle of just this crazy wave of things happening and people canceling and getting all of these docu-sign documents from accountants and lawyers. I'm I was like I honestly had this thought I can't wait to sit down and have dinner with my family. And I remember when when it was, you know, passing the kid back and forth and getting up and shushing and wiping stuff off the floor, we was like, oh, dinner. Ugh. I mean, I'm hungry, sure, but ugh, the whole process of it. And now, for me, it's like the best part of my day is sitting down with my kids and having quality, quality time with them. And if I can take the stress out of figuring out what they're going to eat and getting it prepared, then I'm so 100% behind that. No, totally. Well, I think you make a really good point. Like you were just now kind of getting to this point where, and not just now, I mean, I guess it's been a while, but where dinner can be a more enjoyable experience because there's not the cleanup and there's not the juggling and there's not all of that. But then after a day and after piano and after all of this stuff, when you then have to mentally, mentally and physically juggle the prep of dinner, Mm -hmm. it kind of kills it in a whole separate way so to be able to take that piece out that piece of trying to figure it out and just be able to focus on the time is awesome yeah it's totally awesome independence good food family time yeah it's a lot of boxes to check honestly (laughs) we've covered food quite a bit just because it's been it has been a battle that we've both fought for, you know, that it, it morphs, you know. One day Marla will eat spaghetti and the next day she won't. That sort of thing. Right. One yeah. day there's a pound of frozen ground beef on the kitchen floor. The next day there's not. <laughs> it really just fluctuates. It just fluctuates. That, though, it's funny that you say that, like, how things like that will just change. Like they love this particular food. And then like the next day they've forgotten that they ever liked it. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, I think it's just to screw with our heads, honestly. Over the weekend, they had these particular kind of fruit snacks and it was a a particular kind of fruit snack that she really liked at one point that she's like one day she came home and she's like, Oh my gosh, my friend had these fruit snacks. So I went to Costco and I bought a bulk box of them. Okay, so like a thousand fruit snacks. And she wouldn't touch them. Oh, no. (laughs) And you got the exact same ones? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Though that's the worst, too, when you're left with something that, like, that you won't eat. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was a food that you would, you'd eat anyway, then it's one thing. But now you just have all of these, all of these fruit snacks that you would never have bought. Right. Oh, man. It's like... Okay, party favors for the next four years. Right, right. Halloween. Save them for Halloween. Halloween, yeah. You're going to be the fruit snack house. <laughs> it's, it's better than the raisin house, I guess. Well, my this is the thing. My kids love mac and cheese. My kids love noodles and cheese. So... Um, That's perfect. So craft mac and cheese in the frozen aisle, oh, sign me up fast, fast. Oh, totally. Well, it's funny because Lexton will only eat... Like 
craft mac and cheese. Like he, when, when Heather and I were still together, she would make like homemade mac and cheese. <laughs> he would never touch it. He ever, he just, I mean, there were nights where she would make the homemade and then a box yep. of Mac. Like, so it's perfect. Like then, because yep. then there's no, like we talked about, there's none of the sides. So it's like the thing that he desires most, just round it out nicely. Yeah. I had a, a friend who would host parties for adults and she'd always have, she'd always make, you know, she'd always have stuff for the kids. And one of the things that she would have for the kids was this. Oh my God, this gourmet four kinds of cheese baked mac and cheese. And my kids would not even go near it. <laughs> wouldn't go near it. It's like the best tasting thing I've ever had. And they wouldn't go near it because it wasn't craft mac and cheese. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so again, it's like, it's the battle. Like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you wanted to make this thing and that's great. And some people like it. Cool. But you know what? If you want everyone to eat, you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And now you can do that in the in the freezer aisle, and they can make it themselves. It's awesome. Yeah, I will pick some up along with my edamame that I eat. My kids will oddly eat edamame of all things. Like, like I, I get in frozen the shell edamame. or yeah, I get edamame, and I it used to be this nightly ritual that we had. And I'm sort of bringing it back. I And I boil them up and we eat them out of the shell. Salty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of salt. Lots of salt. Oh, yeah. It's just a salt delivery system. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all it becomes. But it's so yeah. good. And they're fun to eat. Mm -hmm. Have they always liked, like, Lexton loved them when he was little because he could open the little, the shells and pick them out. Like, loved, I mean, he would just devour them. Yeah, they've always loved them, oddly, edamame, of all things, yeah. It is weird. I never ate them as a kid. Neither did I. I didn't know what it was until I was in my 20s. No, I know, me neither. <laughs> they I, they just sort of, like, loosely resembled lima beans, which I didn't particularly enjoy. Right. Still don't, actually, now that I think of it. Those are gross. Edamame is way better. And you can find Kraft Mac and Cheese frozen meals in the frozen aisle, next to your other favorite frozen foods. And again, reiterating, these are super nutritional. It's real cheese, no artificial flavors, no preservatives. And it comes with a protein and a choice of a fruit or veggie. A complete meal that your child can make for themselves. Yes. No more, no more juggling. Your kids will be part of the clean plate club. So it takes all the stress out. And you can actually enjoy, you can enjoy meals again. And this is different from the one in the non-frozen aisle where, when where you actually have to boil the water and then mix it all together. This is straight up frozen. So, yes, we would love to hear about your nightly dinnertime rituals. What's made it easier for you? What's made it more difficult? If you've got a blended family, how do you guys make it work with differing? Palettes. I'm lucky that I'm really, really lucky that we are all sort of on the same wavelength. Um, I got an email earlier today and I was going to respond to her just about, she's hoping that I'll talk more about it, but I can imagine some people with blended families, some families come with certain rituals and you have to blend it with certain other rituals that might be more difficult. And I would love to hear, we'd love to hear your stories about how you make it work. Definitely. Um, 
And if you are home all day with your homeschooled children, how you don't kill each other. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I could definitely use some pointers as to how to prevent that. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Murder. You know how many times I jokingly type the word murder to my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I, am I so murderous about this? Ah, she won't. She wants clothes. Why is she asking me for clothes on a random day? And when I'm looking at her, like, why are you asking me for clothes right now? And then she gets mad at me that I look at her a certain way. I'm like, why? Oh, man. Yeah. Kind of those volatile teen situations. Yeah. But everything is always okay. You know, we always get to the end of the day and everything's okay. How was your day? How was your day? How was your day? How was your day? That is awesome. I can just picture that in my head. I'm she's like, a lot like me like because that. like last night I was like, how was your day? And she's like, oh, how was my day? I missed my bus for the third time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least she's got an awesome attitude about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure not in the moment, but that's great. A couple of hours had passed and she found the humor in it because we had all calmed down. So it was good. That's anyway, awesome. we love the, please send us your stories to stories at manicramblings.com and you can find us on on the social networks Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Manic Ramblings and you can find us also on Patreon which we, we saved for the end of the episode again we saved for the end of the episode yeah, again yeah. sorry about that Ryan and um, thanks for listening as always and thank you to uh, to Craft as well thank you to Craft for reaching out because it's, uh, it's a perfect fit for where we're at and until next time how was your day? how was your day? How is no? How was your no, day? No, no, no. How was your day? Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.